0: Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh dear brothers and sisters listening to the masjid and those who are listening through the transmitter or social network i start by praising allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and thanking allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for all his bounties uncounted ni'mah and we ask allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his protection and his continuous of his mercy upon the Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Dear brothers and sisters, as we are in one of the blessed month, we just one month has left us. The month of Rajab is one of the blessed month. Another one is upon us, and all this is part of the mercy of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Wallahi Allah did not create us to punish us That's for guarantee Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us So we can worship him, we can obey him And in return Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Can give us what he has promised us And that is Jannah But we have to earn it And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Accept the challenge from shaitan When he disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala Will punish him In the hellfire jahannam And he took a challenge from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That because of Adam alayhi salatu wa salam I will make sure I'm not only the one in the jahannam From his ummah from his children, Bani Adam I'll make sure I take as many as possible with me and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted that challenge now it is entirely up to us to fight against shaitan iblis by disobeying him and by obeying Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and live a life that when we leave this dunya Allah is pleased with us one of the amazing story that we have in front of us brothers and that is I'm, I'm asking for all of you who are listening here and listening to the transmitter to be present tomorrow inshallah for Dhuhr Salat here at our masjid look at the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that a brother was living here in Birmingham all the way from Syria. And he had no relatives, no one close relative to him in UK. And he lived his life pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When he passed away, he had no one to take care of his, his rights after he passed away. But because Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala is so merciful, that he used the brother used to come and pray his salat here, including Ramadan he used to pray his taraweh here, and he must have done good deeds that Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala was happy with him, that. The council searched and looked for someone to look to take care of his body, and our masjid was was mentioned. His body has been lying in a masjid, waiting for the uh, clearance to bury him. And inshallah, the, the janazah will take place tomorrow after zohr salat. Zohr salat is at 12:40. Not only that, look how merciful Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is. That after he passed away, some brothers that they knew him, they just Somebody knew him, some brothers knew him, that he was a good person. They went searching masjid after masjid. When they were told that one of the mosques has taken the body, the brothers started going from masjid to masjid, asking that, you know, and at last they came here about 10 days ago. They said that we've been told that, you know, uh, a brother is here who passed away all the way from Syria. And, is, and we said, yes. And they said that. few of us that we knew him and alhamdulillah he was such a nice person so we want to contribute anything that towards the cost of his janazah look at it when you please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when you leave this world Allah will look after you even if you don't have anyone Allah is with you and Allah will send his people his servants to look after you to to take care of you so, how we live our life, this is how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is going to look after us and treat us after we die. Even if you die in remote area when there is no one, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as long as you have pleased Allah, and Allah is pleased with you, Allah will not leave you alone. Just like the Prophet Muhammad told, Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, in ghar hira, inna ma'ana, Allah is with us, and don't worry. And this is our life. We don't know when our last breath is going to be. Shaitan makes us forget as if we are guaranteed to live for years and years. While if you look at the people's lifespan of previous generation to ours, it's gone so less. People used to live 800 years, 1,000 years in previous generation. And now average is 60. 65, 70. You hardly, when you hear somebody has crossed their century, they are hundred plus. It's like you surprised. They're still living. Over hundred. While in previous generation, it was a thousand years is normal. And as life goes on, as we get near to uh, Kiyama, the lifespan is gonna go shorter and less and less. So for a life of 60, around 60 average years, Shaitan makes us forget thinking that we're going to live here forever. And he makes us forget that the time is ticking. Like a time bomb. It's ticking. We don't know when our time is going to expire. And then at that moment, thinking, Ya Allah, what have I done? I wish I could get another one more minute. I would utilize it in the path of Allah in pleasing Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is one of the ni'mah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The month of Sha'ban that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has blessed this month that in the hadith of Mu'adh ibn Jabal Anhu, narrates there the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu sallam has mentioned that in this month of Sha'ban there is a night where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shows his mercy to extend that the people who were guaranteed who are their name was written in the list of Jahannam through His mercy, Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala forgives them and removes them from that <coughs> list. Imagine asking Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, begging Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala, truly from the heart, and Allah accept our du'as and Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala protect us from the, the punishment of hellfire. The Prophet Muhammad SAW said, "من قال لا إله إلا We believe the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saying can't be wrong that whoever truly from the heart act, believe on La ilaha illallah will enter them but the question comes is who amongst us can tolerate even a second moment in the hellfire there is no human being can tolerate even for a second now if we can't Tolerate even for a second. Because I've had brothers saying, yeah, yeah. you know, Prophet said, Man qala la ilaha la la jannah.' That will come later. But if you don't please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, you don't obey Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish us, then we'll enter Jannah. But my question is, why should I be amongst the one who will not be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hellfire? Why can't I be the one who escaped the hellfire and go straight into Jannah? That should be my ultimate goal. And the Prophet Muhammad said, in this month of Sha'ban, there's a night, and Mu'adh ibn Jabbar mentioned the 15th night that Allah showers so much mercy, shows so much mercy on this Ummah that a big number of Mu'min who are guaranteed to go to Jahannam, Allah wa ta'ala, through His mercy, He released them and removed them from that list. It is upon us to cry, to beg Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, we don't know which list are we on. We don't know how much we have disobeyed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. How much we have displeased Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Another hadith of Aisha radiyallahu anha, mentions that on this night of the 15th of Sha'ban, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa came home after Salat al aisha The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu wa sallam came home to Aisha radiyallahu anha's house, after Salat and Aisha and he was about to lie down to rest and he changed. Instead of resting, he put his clothes back on and he went out of the house. Aisha radiallahu anha mentions that she got worried. What happened? Why suddenly did the Prophet Muhammad was supposed to be resting, and he just left the house. All this question comes in her mind is it something I've done or is it something else? and Shaitan comes and plays his tricks and start putting all these questions in, in our minds. As Aisha says, I left slowly following the footsteps of Prophet Muhammad to see where he's going and this is our enemy number one, you know. As Aisha radiallahu anha mentions, that shaitan started putting wasawis in my mind, thinking that Prophet Muhammad is supposed to be in my house tonight, and maybe he's gone to the other wives. Look how shaitan plays these games. So, as Aisha radiallahu anha followed the footsteps of the Prophet Muhammad quietly until she saw him in Jannatul Baqir. In the Baqi, where they, the graveyard of the Mu'min. When she saw him there, so she came back to her house and she came back a little bit faster. So the Prophet Muhammad finished what he went for and he came back home and he found Aisha anha, out of breath. And the Prophet Muhammad asked Aisha, What happened? What is the reason for you to be out of breath? And as Aisha radiallahu anha mentioned the whole story, what happened and where she how she followed him and then she came back. And the Prophet Muhammad mentioned that did you think that Allah and His Prophet would mistreat you, injustice with you? Say, no, Ya Rasulullah. As a human being. I just got worried and I think, I started thinking things that shouldn't be. And uh, the Prophet Muhammad once again he wanted to rest. He paused for a moment and then he asked Hazrat Aisha if you allow me to spend this night in the Ibadah Aisha how could she refuse? She said, Ya Rasulullah by all means. And she mentioned that Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu went into sajda, and the Sajdah was so long and he was so still he, there was no movement as if, as Aisha mentioned, as if I thought he passed away. And it was so long and there was no movement and it was that, as Aisha says, I, I, I stretch my arm to touch the Prophet ﷺ to see if he is still alive. Worrying it, maybe he passed away. And the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ moved his feet for Azza Aisha to realize, no, I am still in Ibadah. When the Prophet Muhammad ﷺ finished his Ibadah, Azza Aisha mentioned again to the Prophet. ﷺ, what she thought because of that length of sajda, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Azhar uh, Aisha radiallahu anha, also mentioned, Ya Rasulallah, I heard you reading a dua. I will mention this dua. And upon that, the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to Azhar Aisha Radiyallahu anha, that when I was about to rest for the second time, after coming back from Baqi Jibreelah came to me at that moment and he mentioned to me the importance of this night the benefit of this night of Niswa Shaban. upon that the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam went into Ibadah and he went into Sajdah and asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as always the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa Always, always worried about his Ummah, about us Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa on even his last breath He was worried about his Ummah That how much he loved his Ummah And how much he cared for his Ummah And how much he wanted his Ummah to be successful he never saw us, but his love for the whole rest of the ummah until the last person to come in this dunya. And the Prophet Muhammad said to Azra Aisha anha that Jibreel salatu came and he taught me this dua. And I am teaching you, learn it, read it, and teach others. And this is the night where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala releases a huge number of mu'min from the list of Jahannam and add them to the list of Jannah. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us among those who Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put our names in the list of Jannah, insha'Allah. And the dua that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentioned to Azad Aisha radiallahu anha, is where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is where the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned four things in this dua. The first one, أَعُوذُ بِعَفْوِكَ That, Allah, I'm seeking your forgiveness from your punishment. We're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, we're seeking Allah's protection and His pleasure and his mercy. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect us from the punishment. No human being, no creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can ever, ever tolerate the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why I said before, even for a second, never mind years, missing salah, one salah, the punishment for it, we can't even think, never mind it. And the shaitan makes it, it's okay, you miss Fajr, it's okay, sleep, you can pray later. Don't worry, the day is not finished yet, it's just starting. And to my surprise, the same person on first instead of the alarm will wake up to rush to work, running after the dunya or to run to university, or college, or school. You want to wait for the second alarm. But when it comes to worship the Creator who gave me life after death, that's the du'a, isn't it? After uh, when you wake up. Alhamdulillah. ba'dama You are the one who gave me life after death. When you are sleeping, you are good as dead. I mentioned this many times. I said, if alarm clock can wake us, can wake a dead person, then you should, all the Kabristan should have woken up by the alarm clock. So when you wake up, it's not the alarm clock woke you up. It's Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gave you life again after death. And for the same creator, I'm saying, wait for me, I'll pray for, I'll pray for, I'll pray for you after. My sleep is, you know, it's more important. But when it comes to the dunya, oh, before even the alarm clock sometimes you're out of the bed Especially if you have traveled in public transport Then definitely hours before You don't want to miss that train or that bus Subhanallah So we're asking Allah The Prophet has' taught us that dua أعوذ بِعَفْوِكَ مِنْ Allah, it's a refuge in your forgiveness From your punishment ridhika, bi بِرِذَاكَ مِنْ سَخَتِكَ And we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his pleasure and we're asking protection from his anger not every disaster is a punishment not every disaster is a punishment Allah tests us to see how strong is our iman you fall down you're walking walking suddenly you fall down that moment and I've tested it inshallah. you can test it as well, you can try it. At that moment when you say Alhamdulillah, the pain goes away. At that moment. But then shaitan comes and say, start cursing the person who left maybe that brick there, that stone there, that whatever. And you know, maybe start saying things about the, 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 the counselor who maybe left the, the puddle there or whatever. Anything else. But when you praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you think say alhamdulillah, even that falling down was a test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to see my connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So now every disaster is a punishment. Test from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for some and it's punishment for some. Similarly, what happened in Turkey and Syria and the masjid are still collecting to, to help the, our brothers and sisters there is to test them, and is to test those who are not involved, to see how fast we're gonna help them. And the least you could do is remember them in dua. But now the question comes is, if I don't remember myself or my own parents in my dua, I remember them in my dua. If I don't have time to, uh, to ask Allah SWT for forgiveness, a Sunni imam says, as alaykum I'm the first one out. And Allah's malaika waiting, to take our du'as, our request to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is the month. The Prophet Muhammad taught us this du'a. The second bit is to ask for Allah's pleasure and protection from his anger. And we're asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for his mercy, for his rida, and for asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to protect from his punishment. And the last one is La anta kama ala Allah is so true. How can I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he should be praised? Uh, this is our my weakness and I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, whatever I'm doing, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through your mercy accept it. And this is brings me to my the hadith of radiyallahu anha, when he when she asked uh, when Prophet Muhammad mentioned that no one will enter Jannah Illa rahmatillah, except for the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and she asked, Ya Rasulullah, even yourself and she said and Prophet Muhammad said Even myself It is the mercy of Allah SWT Will make us into Jannah Not my salat or your salat If Allah ta'ala Truly were going to give us the entry to Jannah Depending on my salat Zakat uh, Ibadat Tilawat Then I am doomed It's like sitting on a GCC, GCC exams And you know and then you get 2 out of 100, and you're thinking, you know, what, what's going to happen next? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, through his mercy, and this is one of the months the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned, and in another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Sahaba asked, Ya Rasulullah, that we don't see you, we've never seen you fasting so much in any other month apart from Ramadan, except in Shaaban. As Aisha radiallahu anha also mentioned in another hadith, the Prophet sallallahu is to fast the whole month of Shaban except for a few days at the end. And the Prophet sallallahu said, the reason for that is because it's the month between the two months of Rajab and Ramadan is the month before Ramadan, and all the attention goes into Ramadan, and people forget that this is the mercy, the month of Barakah and Rahma from Allah subhanahu wa taala is the blessed month. So, my brothers, inshallah, and sisters, I ask Allah subhanahu wa taala to give us the ability to fiq. To take to make the most of this month, and to make the most of the, the 15th of Shaban. Uh, and some brothers asked me this: whether you know it, it, is, it is Sunnah to fast on the 15th. It is not Sunnah the, to fast only the 15th, but it is Sunnah to fast the white days 13, 14, and 15. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala just like the Mondays and Thursdays. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us a tawfiq and ability to live a life that will please Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And uh, just before I finish, um, there's some announcement here. Um, inshallah, the month of Ramadan is not far. It's just around the corner. Um, and Inshallah, in Ramadan, there will be uh, the, the, the brothers here. Inshallah, are going to provide the iftar. And in the masjid, as, no, as usual, we provide the dates for the Maghrib time to open the fast. And any, any brother, Inshallah, who wants to take advantage of this, good action and they want to donate it is a five pound for every kilo for dates. They can see the 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 Masjid committee people uh, to con- for your contribution and also uh, we'll, as we are looking to previous Ramadans there used to be a lot of waste of bottles, plastic bottles, so inshallah this Ramadan the Masjid committee have decided not to distribute waters in Taraway, but there will be water inshallah for the iftar. And uh, any, any brothers who wants to sponsor any iftar, inshallah, for the weekdays, it's around £400, and for the weekend, inshallah, and the last 10 days is £500, also they can see uh, the masjid Committee people, inshallah. And as I mentioned before, tomorrow, uh, after Dhuhr, our brother who passed away, a Syrian brother who has no one in UK, uh, except for his Muslim brothers, his janazah will be taking place at our masjid, And inshallah, I ask all the brothers to spare uh, 15-20 minutes, half an hour to participate in this uh, ibadah and to ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for forgiveness for him and for everyone else insha'Allah.